Morning guys, welcome to this Monday, and this morning we're looking at Psalm 61. It's not a very long psalm, so let me read the whole thing. Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you, when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever, let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given excuse me, the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So will I ever sing praises to your name as I perform my vows day after day. And the verse that stuck out to me in the middle of all of this is, and probably because I knew a song growing up um, about that was written after this verse is in verse two, it says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I've got three thoughts about a rock that's higher than I that hopefully can encourage us and challenge us this morning. The first one is this, that a rock that, that they're talking about here is a fortress. And David understood having to hide, be in a fortress to hide away from Saul. And the crazy thing about a fortress is fortresses are not, they might be built by kings, but they weren't, they weren't designed by kings. If a king was going to design a fortress, you know, he'd design it with maybe beautiful gardens and, and um, lots of space and, you know, a, a very differently to someone who is an expert in defense. See, the purpose of a fortress isn't comfortable living. The purpose of a fortress is preservation and protection. That's the real thought. That's why fortresses existed. And so imagine if the king decided one day he wakes up, he's like, you know what? This sucks that I have to come down a long flight of stairs and then go out along this long corridor. And then they have to wind up the portcullis, you know, the big iron thing to walk out in that. And then I have to go down the street. And then I go through a second set of gates. And then only then am I outside of the city and I can walk freely. And he's like, he says to the guys, you know what? What I'd like you to do is just bash a hole from my bedroom that, and then put a little wooden door there. And if I walk out through that, it just leads me outside the city. Like, of course, that would be so stupid because of an enemy attack. You're just coming through that little wooden door. And this is the thing about a fortress. While a fortress protects us from the external things, also what a fortress does, because it's not built by the king, it's built by defense, experts in defense. If the king starts throwing his weight around and starts saying, I, I think I know better, I can do this, I can do the next thing, he's actually going to endanger the whole city. And there is something about God being a fortress to us that, friends, if we don't submit to God, right, and we begin to say, oh, I'll take a little bit of God's word here. I know God knows what he's doing, but I also know what I'm doing. And I begin to cherry pick at God's word and I throw some stuff out that I don't like and add some stuff. Those areas where I throw truth out, it's like putting a little wooden door in the fortress. And it doesn't matter how strong the rest of the thing is. That's a weak point right there. And so that's a little bit of a challenge to us. You know, what about us? I, we would think it would be ridiculous if a king did that. But I think sometimes we do the same thing in our lives. Am, am I able to embrace all of God as my fortress? And if God isn't my fortress, perhaps I start looking and I'm like, what I've done is I've started knocking down some of the walls of truth because I didn't really like the way it was. You know, I wanted a little bit more comfort. I wanted a little bit more space. And But God's word is true. It's a fortress to us. Not only does it protect us from the outside, but also it's unflinching and must be complete to be able to be a fortress to us. The second thing is this about the rock that is higher than I, is that it's able to lift me up. And I think one of the hardest things that we, um, we have to face in, in life is that we get so sucked into the circumstances that we're dealing with that we just get so close we can't see anything else. And what's uh, the rock that is higher than I? So I begin to put my eyes on Jesus, 
right? I don't have to try and flap my wings. I don't have to jump in the sky to look because he is the rock that is higher than high. As I draw near to him, I, you know, to use a Josh Groban expression, you raise me up and I do. I, I can stand on mountains and I'm able to see and I've got perspective. But if I'm going to stay in the situation I'm in and I'm just trying to make sense of all of the mess around me, I can't see the wood for the trees, the rock that is higher than I. How do I get a better view of my surroundings? By drawing close to Jesus and seeing things from his perspective. And then the last thing about the rock that is higher than I, when I'm far away, and I've realized this about Jesus, that when I've got busy and I've got, you know, I'm on about my own things, and I look, sometimes it can look like Jesus is very small and in the background. I can feel like my relationship with him is far, and I'm like, I, I don't really know what to do. But um, I don't know if you've ever climbed a mountain before. Um, but one of the easiest things to do is if you do want to climb a mountain, and I know this also sounds really obvious, is you just need to walk towards it. And the crazy thing is, for Jesus to be more in our lives, we think we've got to do a whole bunch of stuff. We've got to, you know, become a theologian. We've got to have a prayer life that shakes the world. And all we need to do right, is to draw near to him. Because as I begin to walk nearer to him, this thing grows in my vision. This, this rock that is higher than I begins to fill my vision until eventually it's all I can see as I'm drawing close to him. And then I'm getting perspective on, what, on who he is. And as I get nearer to him and he grows in my vision, all the other things begin to fade away and begin to take their place and take their perspective. If I sit far off and I'm going, well, there's Jesus here and then there's this problem here and that problem there and oh, this sin thing that I really like and this thing that's not sin but I really like, it's put more like an idol in my life. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I've got to cherry pick between these things. It's incredibly difficult. And so I sit at a distance and I feel, oh, you know, What's the answer? To draw near to Jesus. And as I draw near to him and he begins to fill my gaze, all the other things take their proper perspective. So if I can leave us with that this morning, let's draw near to Jesus this week. Allow him to fill our gaze. Allow him to give us perspective above, above all things. And let's not put any little doors in this fortress that shouldn't be there. Can't wait to see you guys tomorrow morning.